And I'm like, why would Annex take shows? Because Annex takes these weird shows and makes, and it's always, their shows are always these weird, brilliant ones. Shut up and sit down. It's Sunday night in Seattle, and it's time for the Seattle After Party. It's been a while, and uh, thank you for your patience. We've been rejiggering the show, but uh, we're back, and it's time to tell you about a new show coming to the Annex Theater called Crewmate. Uh, Crewmates is uh, written by a friend of the show, Samir Arshad, and uh, it's directed by Shabazz Khan, and it's coming to the Annex Theater at the first half of May, I believe Tuesdays and Wednesdays for the first three weeks in May. Uh, basically, what it is, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not even going to try and tell you what it is because I haven't seen the whole thing. I've only seen one rehearsal. But what uh, they say is it's a sensitive American Muslim man and an inspiring atheist Asian American woman navigate their cultural differences in a budding romance accompanied by comedic awkwardness. Meanwhile, the invasive supernatural world cannot handle the fluffy, saccharine goodness. Angel and Jin alike struggle to accept the ever-changing narrative of human sexuality and morality because even the heavens are not immune to the power of the human condition. If, however, that's a little too wordy for you and you want something more uh, strange, uh, the stranger said, in Samira Shad's comedy, a Muslim man from a conservative background starts dating an atheist Asian American woman. The things go swimmingly until the supernatural, disgusted by their lovey-dovey nature, starts interfering. This play looks sweet, clever, and spooky all at once. Shabazz Khan will direct. And uh, during this first half of the show, I actually got a chance to talk with four of the members of the cast. Ruben Ponce Jr., Karina Garcia, Carol Tagawa, and Ajinkia Bagul uh, all talked with me about what it means to be in the show, what they're excited about, uh, how it's like doing a show that is 100% people of color uh, coming to Seattle. I think this is uh, a great thing. So let me just let you in right now on uh, what they're going to do. But first, I want to say that the second half of this show today is going to be an interview with the writer, Samir. So here's a little bit from him. In the end, it was just a lot of people saying, Samir, do the thing. It's <laughs> awesome. Do the thing. <laughs> do the thing. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, but I don't know if I, I can manage to write in full-length play in this much time. Do the thing. Like, and we'll find out why he was saying that in uh, just a few moments. But first, here's uh, Ruben, Karina, Carol, and Ajinkia from the cast. But first, I just want to kind of get to know who you are and what your role in the show is. Oh, hi, I'm Ruben. Um, I'll be playing the Waswasa, uh, the the Muslim jinn. All right, great, great. And uh, it's okay to be shy. <laughs> okay, hi. Hi. Um, uh, what's your name? Um, I'm Karina. Karina. And uh, what what role are you gonna are you playing for the show? Um, I'm playing Nitika, one of the guardian angels from Sarah. Uh, the Flank Angel, and Selena. That's in a memory. Awesome. Awesome. Great. Let us know who you are and what your role in the show is. My name's Carol Tagawa, and I play Sarah. Oh, 
Nice, nice. Okay, so um, first things first, um, I have uh, had the pleasure of watching you uh, rehearse a scene here. Um, I'm, uh, I'm sort of a romantic, so it was a very nice scene for me to be watching. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, I really uh, well, just kind of, what uh, are you, you know, as you rehearse the show and do the show, what are some of the things that you're really excited about being able to do in this show? And whoever wants to speak up, feel free to speak up. Well, I like my role as the Waswasa, only because uh, in Muslim tradition, it's uh, typically seen as a, a tempter, an evil being, you know, something that needs to be eradicated. But to take in this play is uh, more of one of compassion, one of trying to see a more deep intimacy established between Sarah and uh, Faraz, the two main characters. So it's kind of nice to to do to portray something that's supposed to be evil, but then do good things. Right. So changing changing some perceptions there. That's cool. That's very cool. Um, anybody else have any? I'm excited about Ruben wearing a unitard <laughs> <laughs> during the show. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that you like tempting. <laughs> well, see, I, I still want to say vinyl pants might be the way I go. Yeah. <laughs> vinyl pants would be cool too. Yeah. Unitards, vinyl pants, you know. Yeah. Uh, all very intriguing to see people in. Um, okay. Um, and what, what, you know, like, what, how did you, uh, like, find out about this show? And are you just connected to the, the Annex Theater and do lots of shows here? Or um, what was the, the, the case for each of you? Well, for me, it's a complete new experience. Uh, my first time ever doing this. And I think for me, the show is about learning. I'm learning a lot. I'm watching them practice the lines and everything. It's all new for me. And I found out about this through Samir. I saw it in his Facebook page when he posted. I asked him if I could uh, audition and I tried, and I got it. <laughs> nice, nice, yeah. very good, very good. Yes, uh, we love Samir. Uh, uh, he's 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 great. Uh, friend of friend of the show. He, he used to be in the audience and play games very early on. So, um, yeah, that's how I found out about the show too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, well, what about what about the other? Um, I. I'm a person of many jobs. I'm kind of a Jill of all trades. I kind of am in a position where I don't absolutely need to work 40 hours one week in one place. So I kind of pick up different types of jobs. And I used to do some acting and modeling when I was younger, like 15-something years ago. And uh, my partner and I were having a discussion about theater because he had done some theater and he's also a singer and... Um, we said, oh, we should maybe do some of this for fun, you know? And it just so happened maybe a couple of months before uh, the audition announcement for crewmates uh, happened, I ran into a friend of mine at the gym who's a playwright and friends with Samir. And I kind of said, hey, you know, is there maybe some sort of, you know, I'm, I'm totally out of the game. I'm, you know, kind of looking to get my feet wet again. And she... Um, just kept on encouraging me to audition. I said, oh, man, I don't know. It's been years. And um, she, this was the one. She said, if, if you're not going to do any of them, you got to do this one. And so, yeah, I went for it, and here I am. It's my first role, actually, as a, an adult. 
So I'm very excited. <laughs> I almost feel like we're kind of in the same boat because it's like it's almost brand new to me all over again. So. Adulting. Yeah, we're adulting. <laughs> adulting. <laughs> we're adulting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and what was it that uh, you, you said, like, uh, your friend said that this was the show? That, like, mm. what, was there something about this show in particular? Yes, because uh, the audition call was striving for 100% POC cast um, and was strongly encouraging non-binary folks and people of color to audition for. And that got me especially excited because I feel very strongly about people of color being represented represented in all forms of entertainment. And um, it, felt, it felt good to audition in a space like that. And also the first time we all met each other you know, looking around the room, like, really? Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, that, that was really it, too. So I was like, all right, yeah, this one, I feel a lot more comfortable and really excited about it. Yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. Um, definitely, it's exciting to have um, such, I mean, even just looking at uh, the, the tagline of the show, angels, gin, and Asians in love, just like... Uh, that is true. <laughs> Uh, that's 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 just a pretty uh, evocative uh, subtitle there. So, um, what? Uh, well, um, besides um, uh, acting or learning to act, you said you were a Jill of all trades. Uh, what are some of the things that y'all do for fun uh, besides that? Or are you like me and you just put all your time into this and all your extra hours? Oh, maybe I should pick up a podcast. <laughs> I know a guy who knows a few things. You're only missing that one. <laughs> Whoever, whomever. Well, I'm, I'm actually fortunate enough to be uh, in another uh, great art uh, group, the Seattle Men's Chorus. Oh, nice. And so um, they actually had a posting through the Chorus Connection website that kind of advertises to all of the uh, choruses, saying that they were searching for actors, people of color. And I was at home and I read it and I said, why the hell not? I mean, give it a shot. I did some musical theater in the past. Never really did much play work or acting. And, you know, at a point in my life where I want to do fun things, things that will help me grow and that I enjoy. So That's amazing. Great. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Seattle Men's Chorus. Great. <laughs> I'm so. going to cover that next time. <laughs> <laughs> they do have a women's chorus, and they're always <laughs> auditioning. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, you know what I find I find interesting too is that uh, it's so easy for people, uh, especially other introverts, to come come out and say, "Oh, these people up on stage are so extroverted," um, and it is very easy. I myself am more extroverted, but I've played with a ton of introverts, so. Um, um, Putting you on the spot, which is probably the most uncomfortable thing. Uh, what do you think yes. has been? <laughs> what has been? Uh, you know, as somebody learning, you're just learning all this stuff. What I mean, do you feel like this has been uh, good for you, bad for you as an introvert? You know, what? Oh, uh, actually, um, I, I wouldn't define me as an introvert. Okay, but um, just shy. Yeah, sure, <laughs> just kind of shy. Okay, to speak. Like in public. <laughs> um, sorry again. <laughs> the, you were asking me what it's what yeah. is good about this experience to me. Yeah. Well, in so many ways, it has been um, very good, but not in the sense that you probably think. 
two years ago, I had a bad experience in when I was visiting my family in Chile. I was robbed at gunpoint. Oh, God. So since then, I was having troubles to be in the streets alone. You know, like walking around the streets uh, at night, especially, without feeling kind of afraid. Yeah. So having to come here on a daily basis and in late in the afternoon has been very good to me to feel comfortable again because without having the obligation to go somewhere, right. I avoided it. Right. So having this uh, situation, it's been great, actually. I take the bus, I come here at 7, and actually the other day I was taking the bus back home and in that sense, like feeling comfortable again, walking around the streets, this have, has helped me a lot. More than in the other senses, because I, I, I'm... Getting your freedom back and you feel yeah. liberated. Yeah, yeah actually, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's great. And then, you know, and then you come here and you've got a nice community of people that you yeah. feel comfortable with. And mm-hmm. it's totally worth, you know, mm-hmm. getting, getting through whatever you need to get through yeah. to get here. That's great. And the idea of learning and coming here actually motivates me to do it. Yeah. That's that's great. Um, is there any any and any of you can uh, chime in? And if you'd like to answer questions, feel free to steal somebody's mic and and take it as well. Um, He's doing his calculus homework. He can. Yeah. All right. All real people here. We're doing calculus homework. Uh, yeah. Is there anything exciting or interesting that? Uh, you you think that uh, people will get a kick out of in this show? Like uh, you already mentioned some stuff that it's like an all people of color cast and it's all um, uh, and that kind of stuff. But beyond that, you know, like what what are some other stuff? Because you know that they just like maybe maybe tease people a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> well, I almost feel like there's going to be a sense of connection because I mean you, you hear about it in the news this separation between Christianity and Islam and you know it seems just so foreign to one another but what we're doing kind of shows that they're both really kind of the same especially when it comes to love uh, well you, you hit my heart there uh, <laughs> yeah that like I said I, I, I was really digging digging the scene I get to, got to see <laughs> my favorite movies are all uh, romances so uh, there you go uh, but uh, okay uh, groovy well is there any um, Anything else that uh, comes to uh, to mind for any of you, any of you about uh, something else that uh, might be interesting, or maybe there's a even just a silly thing like uh, that's happening. We're talking about like creating some sort of online uh, discussion forum about you know like really? why is this scene like that or why <laughs> how come this object doesn't work this way or like the kind of fun. Fun facts about the... Yeah, we've kind of talked about it. I don't know how much we can actually say about they it, They say there was a group of students that were going to be coming through to kind of to, analyze... Yeah, to write yeah. A, some sort of paper. Yeah, oh. some sort of cultural studies class to write a paper <laughs> on, the, on the production. And there's just kind of... I think what makes it fun is that there's so many of us involved in this project. And we all have our own personal lives. We all have... I mean, there's students to, you know, people working in... Banks, or you know, and you know, everybody kind of has their daytime life. Oh, yeah, we've been used to working at a bank. Um, so it's it's funny. We all have these 
our own narrative. So it's it's funny to kind of come into this place at the end of our workday or sometimes maybe beginning because I know Shabazz doesn't sleep until the wee hours of the morning. <laughs> yeah. um, and come to almost like a different dimension and then have our worlds kind of intersect. So I think that's kind of fun and interesting. So yeah, we were kind of joking about like the fun facts of, you know, the cast or, you know, when somebody's playing somebody else's parent but they're actually younger than, you know, or, you know, kind of those things are like the real firsts, you know. The first so, keys. The first kiss, yeah. I don't know how much Ajinkia wants to say about that. But oh. <laughs> it seems that Ajinkia and Faraz's lives parallel a little. Do you want to say something? <laughs> What's the question? I was kind of. Just I don't know. <laughs> is there any firsts you want to mention? Yeah. So my first guess is going to be on the play. Yeah. Uh huh. He's Faraz, by the way. He's he's the yeah. lead. What's up? It's biography. Faraz. <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, first kisses, I, yeah, those are always, first stage kisses especially, you're like, well, how real is this and how fake is this? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's what makes it fun too, is like we have all these little kind of facets that we come in and work with, you know? So it's like, oh, we're kind of trying to find that middle ground of working a scene together and helping each other out too. Like, what would you do if you were upset about this? Or, you know, okay, I would do this, but I don't think my character would do that. You know, or in the, in these cases of Karina and Ruben, their characters aren't even human. So it's what would this type of creature or you know do? <laughs> yeah. So so That's yeah, so um, with with that, like like I mean, I'm kind of thinking like how much of yourselves do you bring into this, and especially I guess when you're playing a, a, a supernatural being, how much of yourself can you actually bring into that kind of role versus have to like create out of some sort of thin air or you know just stories or what how, where do you pull from for that stuff? Well, I know for me it's like I, I strive to be a compassionate person in life I try to I try to treat people the way I would like to be treated and you know love and dignity compassion and so for me just understanding that it's not just an evil being but something that has depth it's my opportunity to kind of show that no matter how far to either side you go good or bad I don't necessarily believe in that but you know good or bad you can still find a level of love somewhere in between um me I'm still working on it because um for on one side uh, one of the characters is very motherly, I don't know how to say, very caring, and the other one is kind of a fighter, so I, they have things in common, but they are very different. The, I'm, I'm still working in how I, I identify myself with either one, and how comfortable I am saying the lines, because sometimes it doesn't sound like me. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, especially coming from a learning perspective and being like, wait, that doesn't sound like me, but... Yeah, so it, I feel it not natural when I say it, but then I'm trying to, I don't know, I'm still working on it. Yeah, that's, well, I mean, that's why you rehearse, right? <laughs> if you weren't working on it, you might as well be doing the show. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Um, well, um, I guess I know there was only supposed to be 15 minutes here for this break, so I didn't want to hold you up. I hope I, I hope I'm not holding up your rehearsal too much. Uh, but is there anything yeah. else that uh, you want to say um, about? Um, oh, I do want because this show is about Seattle a little bit. Um, um, are you from? the area not from the area and what do you think of the area all those things all in one you know seattleness i am not from seattle oh um i'm originally from honolulu hawaii okay uh i think there's three of us actually in this cast that are originally from at least oahu i don't know about um honolulu um i've been living in and out of seattle for eight years now uh i moved abroad three times during that period of time um Seattle's changing very rapidly. Yeah. So I had a hard time adjusting from land of sunshine to, you know, qu- quite long, rainy, dark months. <laughs> yes. I, actually, it's still a transition. I still have a hard time. <laughs> um, but I, I liked Seattle in the beginning because it was, it's not, it wasn't what Honolulu was. Traffic, tourism, low wages. I saw it as a city that I could grow in, get my education, progress, um, and etc. It's changing because Seattle's changing. It's getting more expensive. There's more people here. Um, I still, I still do like it. Um, it's been eight years, and I can tell you, I've only spent one Christmas here. The winters are really hard for me, <laughs> so I, I leave every uh, winter that I get. Kind of, I kind of live this bohemian travel lifestyle and go about wandering. So, um, yeah. <laughs> well. I'm from Iquique in Chile, South America. So I have a very similar experience to yours. <laughs> I really miss the sun. Yeah. Well, I like Seattle a lot. I feel like the respect, the diversity, the calm, everything. I like it so much. Actually, more than the other places. <laughs> but I miss the sun so much also. <laughs> it's just that I, I'm taking vitamin D. <laughs> And it's funny because we both talked about it. Like we miss yeah. the sun and the beach, but we would never move back home. Yeah. I was. <laughs> so. I grew up in a city that it was like Vegas with a beautiful coast, something like that. Yeah. So. Vegas with a coast. <laughs> yeah, well, without the casinos, but. Yeah. <laughs> but like something like that: the desert, the weather, the the beautiful coast. Oh, I really miss it. Yeah, I really. When you grow up somewhere, the weather can really be like. That's the thing for you. And that's, yeah. I mean, all the culture and stuff. Because, like, I actually grew up near Seattle, and then I moved away, and I've lived places, and I just, I, I knew I wanted to come back, and coming back, it was much easier for me. I'm, like, the opposite of most people who move here. <laughs> most people are like you. They're like, I miss the sun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I missed the rain until I came back. <laughs> so. Actually, I had to grow up. And travel to meet the rain. In my city, never rains. Oh, it sounds amazing. <laughs> well, it's kind of dangerous now, but yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm actually, and Seattleites don't hate me, uh, transplant from California. Okay. <laughs> Central San Joaquin Valley, but I've been here for 18 years. And that's kind of what my experience was. I was living in LA, and, you know, I was somewhere in like Santa Ana and the Santa winds were coming through and it was just 103 outside and soaking through my dress shirt because I was working at a bank. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I just said, to hell with this. I, I need to go somewhere cool. 
saw what the coldest place on the map was, and literally it was Seattle. <laughs> said, I'm moving there. Six months later, I just threw all my stuff in the back of my truck and drove up sight and seen. I, I, I can totally give you props for that. I don't I hate you for moving, saying, hey, making those decisions. That's like the, that's like the, the right decision to be, you know, you're, you're not coming here with any thoughts other than, I'm going to get that. I'm, t- I'm tired of this. I'm getting that. <laughs> that's great. I don't want air conditioning and you anymore. Still <laughs> like, and you still like the weather. 18 years later, the summers, <laughs> the summers actually kind of make it worth it. Mm. The winters are now getting rough. Especially as I get older, it's just the dark. It's just so hard to deal the with. The dark is very hard. Yeah, yeah. I still can't. But to deal with the summer, it's the only thing that would make it more perfect is if we had a hundred degree day every so often in there. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a rarity. But yeah, I mean, it's so green here. <laughs> like in the summer, it's so beautiful. It's like, yeah, you you kind of like get that, and you're like, yeah, okay, yeah, this is why. This is why this is great. Yeah. Did you have anything to say about the the great area of Seattle? Um, so I'm not from Seattle. Um, from this place called Nasik in India, and I moved to Seattle like four, or wait, six months ago, I guess. So, yeah, it's it's kind of dark and gloomy, kind of like my life. Uh, I'm kidding, uh, but it's kind of fun. Um, I like Seattle, um, and um, go Seahawks. <laughs> Well, he knows how to pander to the audience. Okay, very good. Very good. Uh, Well, thank you very much. I will let you uh, have a few moments to yourself again. Thank you very much for talking with me. All right, that was wonderful. Now, we want to change gears here and move from the actors to the writer and we're going to have our first part of our discussion with Samir uh, talking about how the play came to be and you you start to hear a few of the other people around uh, and we'll talk more to them in the second part of this show about crewmates. Uh, I got a lot of audio and I want you to hear a bunch of what we talked about because it was great so I'll be uh, putting out another part of this uh, at the end of this week. But first, we're going to talk to Samir about how this came to be. But before we go there, I just want to remind you that this show is brought to you by people like you. I appreciate all our listeners, but uh, really, most importantly, I really appreciate our Patreon subscribers who help support us financially. Uh, Patreon subscribers like Debbie Olheft. And please, if you would like to become a Patreon subscriber, go to patreon.com slash Daryl Ducharme. That's D-A-R-Y-L-D-U-C-H-A-R-M-E. And help support. Let me know that uh, you like what I'm doing. Uh, Let me know through uh, comments and emails or whatever who you think I should be talking to. Uh, I will do my best to try and talk to more people. But uh, for now... Let's just get to talking to Samira Shad about what the crewmates came to be. Where did the seed of this story come from? Like what? Like so, the seed of the story came from uh, a year ago. I was quite upset about how Islamic topics were talked about in plays. There's this play called Disgraced, which won a Pulitzer 
Fuck that show. Yeah, fuck that show. The Ayala after it. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a good show in the context of. Oh wow, this is a powerful show that talks about certain things. But there's also a show where the Muslim, char- one of the Muslim characters beats his wife. And that's not what we want to see on s- stage, obviously, as people from Muslim f- background. We're like, why is this character beating his wife? Like, what are people going to think of us now? Right. You know, it's like a, a normalization of one type, one, one thing makes it the only image yeah. that we have. And we don't. Most theater audiences, you know, they're not going to sit in the, the nuances of like, oh, this is how you are not supposed to be, you know, and we're going to look at this that way. No, most of them are going to be like. Oh, these poor Muslims. Look what they do to each other. Oh, you know. There's a lot of that going on. And mm-hmm. I just thought, let's, can, I, can I write a show about Islam that A, actually uses Islamic concepts? Mm-hmm. And it's not about Muslims in America, even though this is about a Muslim in America. There's one character who's a Muslim. Ajinkya is playing uh, Faraz, who's a Muslim guy, who's sort of... I'm not, I don't like using this word culturally confused. I hate this phrase, culturally confused. But is going through some struggles about identity. And Carol's character, Sarah, is also going through some struggles from identity. And together, they, their interaction, they build each other up. Um, it's not a story, I'd like to think it's not a story about a woman doing the emotional labor for a guy. <laughs> I'd like to think it's not a story about a woman waiting for a guy to inspire her. <laughs> I'd like to think that's not what this story is about. <laughs> Wait, why are you laughing? Uh, is this something that came up in rehearsal? Or? This is something that came up in rewrites a lot. We had to figure that yeah, out. Yeah, because the rewrites were a lot about, you know, okay, we, a man has written this. I expect in rehearsal when the women folk are in the cast, give them their perspective, do rewrites based on what uh, the feedback they give, which was amazing feedback, by the way. Can you talk about that maybe a little further, or or talk about anything really? I've been talking too much. No, you haven't. I mean, you're you're the you're the writer of of the yeah. play, so it's good for people to kind of get an idea of like, uh, you know, there's like who's you know for me, you know, I I I've met you, I know you a little bit, yeah, and so it was really cool. I'm like, I want to see what what you're doing now <laughs> so like i want other people to say i want to see what samir's doing now mm-hmm. you know like so that's part of it for yeah. for me but uh yeah. so it's it's all right to t- talk about that and uh um and and how'd you uh how'd you uh get involved with the annex is that oh, where so annex theater has a yearly uh call for submissions mm-hmm. uh they have in july they do a call for submissions in july and I had this idea already in my head and I talked to people about it. Like, you know, I'm trying to write this play about these angels who sort of hang around these humans and all the weird stuff that they get into. Are we still on it? I, I hope so. <laughs> no, we are. Okay. And a lot of my friends were like, oh, you know who take this show? Annex will totally take this show. And I'm like, why would Annex take show? Because Annex takes these weird shows and makes, and it's always, their shows are always these weird, brilliant ones. And this is kind of this sort of weird, zany show that people at Annex would like to put up. And I said, okay, because I had like about four or five. See you guys later. Thanks, Chase. I have these four or five uh, scripts I'm writing. Mm -hmm. And I had to put this one to the front line to get it out the door. And I wrote 20 pages of the script, which correspond to scene one and two. No, actually just scene two. Only only scene two was written. And... um, 
not only that, not even that completely. And I said, I pitched it to Annex, uh, brought in Faraz. Uh, why do I keep calling you Faraz? This is terrible. Your name is Shahbaz, not Faraz. <laughs> this has been a problem for. <laughs> Wait, people are calling you Faraz? Oh my God, it's terrible. <laughs> Shahbaz is our director. Faraz is um, a young Pakistani American man in his 20s. You can't call like, him young if I'm younger than Faraz. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this is. I'm sorry, man. I can't. I can't tell Pakistani guys apart, man. <laughs> Even though I, I'm one. The rest of my cast can't either. Like, no, that's I'm not Pakistani true. I'm myself, and I can't tell us apart. <laughs> I could call you Samir name. right now, it's man. A name. <laughs> I, don't, I think I'm looking in a mirror right now. <laughs> like, I just can't, man. I just can't. Um, anyway, so they uh, uh, they heard the pitch, and they were like, "We've never heard of a show like this ever." And the way Annex works is there's about 30-odd people who get to vote mm-hmm. on all uh, submissions that come in. There were 95 submissions that year. Eight of them would become shows. Um, ours got picked in, like, one of the early rounds because they're like, this is there's nothing like this. We've never had anything about Islamic magical realism. We've never had anything that has, like, such an interesting cast of, like, most of the people are angels. Um, and we've never had this concept of oh there's angels but they're not christian angels they're they're muslim angels as in no halos um no white shimmering wings uh no references to christ you know um no european features no european features (laughs) (laughs) to to reference angels in america no one's going to wrestle with any of these angels except a demon later on the show but whatever uh the point is um they never heard anything about like it and some of them knew me and they knew that I had all these opinions about theater in Seattle. I'm one of those people who watched more than 100 shows a year in Seattle um, and they know I have a lot of opinions about how things are done and how portrayals happen for people of color and they know that I have a lot to say and they're like, let's give this person a chance and I thought that's very awesomely generous with allyship and I mean, till my grave, I'm going to say Annex Theatre treated us really well with allyship. Um, it We bring in a very confusing concept into the, into, into the season. They're like, what is this weird show? Bring? Like, what is this weirdness? And, you know, and I bless their souls. They're, they're working with the weirdness that we're bringing in. Um, but then that's what they're about anyway, right? They make weird shows and we right. have to be part of that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that answers your question about how it came to be, but in the end, it was just a lot of people saying, Samir, do the thing. It's <laughs> awesome. Do the thing. Do the thing. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, but I don't know if I, I can manage to write a full-length play in this much time. Do the thing. It's like, oh, well, I don't know if I'll get to have a, the, the right director I want. Like, do the thing. And then I got the director, and the director was like, do the thing. And, and then I had a deadline for... For like getting the script ready, it you never met the deadline, and then, and then I never met the second deadline or the third deadline, and finally I made, do the things here, and then finally I had a script, um, and then we had to cut it down and block it, and you know the whole while is like Samir, we have changes, please approve them. Okay, do the thing, Samir, do the thing. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, this is happening, and oh my god, we have like eleven act people in the cast, and oh my god, we have a full. <laughs> design crew oh my god there's a designer who wants to join but there's no space for a designer so we'll make them a designer at large and it's like okay all these people want to be part of the show and it just i'm still pinching myself normally this doesn't happen 
for people of color. It does not. Normally, people um, in theater would say want to see another story about white-centered, white male, cis-head, white male-centered show uh, about white male does something and something happens and white male tries hard and gets allies and defeats the bad person and we're done. And that's your show. And you're Arthur Miller. Yeah. What, what did you say? Arthur Miller. Arthur Miller. Arthur Miller. Arthur Miller. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and they were just these awful shows coming in um, as well. Like there's a show where, I mean, um, they're, they're really good shows, but they're like, uh, they're great productions, but they're bad shows. So, I mean, what I yeah. mean to say is that they're written in the 50s. They're being produced in Seattle, written in the 50s and 60s, and great, they were great for their time. But now you watch it and you're like, there's so many problems with this show. Why are people still producing this? Um, and I thought, you know, like, let's just start producing new work, man. Let's forget about, forget about the old stuff. Just make something new. Make something fucked up and weird, you know? And brown as hell. And black as hell. And, you know? Um, I don't know. I've been speaking too much. Women and non-male spoke speak. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's uh, like having to come to this uh, this show. I mean, you haven't said much, uh, and uh, I think I'll let my actors speak first. (laughs) Okay, okay. I just I just want to make sure. Thank you for listening to part one of the Seattle After Party crewmates episodes. We will be getting you hopefully one later in the week because their show starts May 1st and so does next week. Uh, So let's uh, finish by reminding you that you can follow us on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com and look up Seattle After Party. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, Go to at C Party Podcast. That's S E A Party Podcast. And of course, you can visit our website, SeattleAfterParty.com, and communicate with us via the contact form there. Let us know what you liked about this episode, what you want to see more of, and who you want to see more of. And of course, visit us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Daryl Ducharme. And uh, once again, just uh, Uh, I would just like to say thank you very much for listening and catch us in a little bit for the second half with the cast and director of Crewmates. Real for us. Real for us. (laughs) Um, So no drink on that one.